Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show. Liverpool leads United. The finally, finally rescheduled Boxing Day fixture. Uh, conveniently placed just four days before the League Cup final. Good on you. Good on you, football. Good on you, coronavirus. <laughs> um, I am very fortunate enough to be joined by Andy Bell and Dan Club for this one. Um, to dive into all things Liverpool, all things Leeds. Uh, and then have a good old chat in the middle, actually, about a thing that's coming up uh, from this week's sponsor, uh, Circling around John Motson picking his 50 greatest commentary moments and some really interesting Liverpool picks in there, which we'll come to a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, Andy has mentioned, yeah, wonderful. Um, if we, you know, we, we looked at this, it was like, oh, we've got a clean run up to this final. Great, Chelsea are going to have their Champions League game, we're going to have a full week to prepare. No, it, it's Leeds. Um, I suppose in the grand scheme of things, it could be the fact that it's Leeds is it could be worse, is what I'm kind of driving at, but. Yeah, not it's slightly inideal. If only because, if, if from a fan perspective, it's just a bit of a distraction. I kind of just want to be able to think about the the final. Mm-hmm. And at the time when the the game was postponed on Boxing Day, from a sports science point of view, we were probably actually quite happy about it yeah. because we had Leicester yeah. two days later. Obviously, it turned out that that, that made no impact Horrendous. on the Leicester game because we, <laughs> we lost the Leicester game anyway. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there they've certainly had a few players come back from injury. I think Dallas is back now. Rafinha. Um, got a little bit of a rest and then has to come on but he only got 45 minutes in his legs but yeah, it's not like they were at Christmas where they were playing like 16 year olds at centre half and young lads up front who had never you know, kicked a ball in senior football before they are stronger now and it's one of these strange games where you know we're at home it's a team down at the bottom we should win but it's not like Brentford where they were out of form and you sort of just rocked up to Anfield thinking it was a formality they're a very unpredictable team you know, Klopp and Bielsa undoubtedly have a lot of respect for each other and you know it could become a little bit bitty and, and tricky but uh, you know it's it's forced us to rotate on Saturday as well which is another thing you probably wouldn't have seen the rotation on Saturday mm-hmm. if we a full week to the League Cup final so yeah it's thrown things up in the air but so far we're dealing with it yeah and, and that's that's kind of the point hit on by Andy there Dan is they are a bit unpredictable mm-hmm. it's not like oh it's Leeds they're going to turn up we're going to batter them you, you saw this at the weekend with Leeds and United look United the scoreline probably ultimately reflects the balance of the balance of play yeah. in that one but Leeds having that 24 second barrage where they go back to 2 2. They give it everything, you know, horrendous weather conditions. The fans mm-hmm. are on top, but they're that kind of team. And we, and we saw this last season as well. Didn't yeah. they? they come to Anfield and give us a real bloody nose mm-hmm. before we end up putting them to putting them to bed. So, yeah, in some regards, it, we can look at it and go, oh, it's a team down the bottom. But I, I'm not sure. It's probably, I think they're probably better than the, the league position. Kind oh, of massively, works. yeah. And they have been impacted by injuries. There's no doubt about that. Obviously, Andy sort of. References their Christmas period there, which is about the time City went to them and put seven past them, which was nice as well for us to see, wasn't it? Just as we weren't allowed to play them, yeah, yeah. that was that was perfect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Leeds are better than their Delhi, and it's an easy thing to say. And obviously, everyone will come back and say, "Oh, well, you are where you are for a reason," mm. which is often right. But I think injuries have had a big impact on Leeds.
league this season. And they do have that small squad because that's what Bielsa likes to work with. He gets the players running into the ground. He has them fit as a fiddle. And that's why they often do give bigger sides a run for their money. And they certainly did it to us twice last year because that second game was after the whole Super League debacle as yeah. well, wasn't it? And that wasn't a, a great game. It was a bit of a bitty game as well, wasn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? And they put up a good fight. They were fighting for the whole of the world, apparently, on that day yes. against Liverpool, yeah, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, 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 so yeah. that was another factor. But at the end of the day, this is Liverpool at home. We are where we are in the league. This is huge. We've got to go and get the business done. Yeah, and uh, just to have a look at their injuries and what have you, at the moment, it has definitely eased a little for them. But still, missing, by the looks of it, missing Liam Cooper, Calvin Phillips, probably be out on March at the moment. Um, Patrick Bamford, there's no return date on him at the moment. He's obviously been a, a, been a big miss. I just thought that, I, I think, again, looking at United, Having Rafinha in reserve was definitely a thing you, you can't see well when he doesn't start in this game. Yeah. They've got pace. They're a team that'll get in your face. They'll run you down. They'll hunt you down. And they are the teams, actually, that have caused us more bother this season than traditionally it's the ones who sit yeah. in, park the bus and defend yeah. for their lives. Exactly. Yeah, this season, actually, the more progressive teams, like even Norwich, from, from the start on Saturday, within 10 seconds, they have a corner and a couple of decent chances. And I think teams have realised now that we've got so good at the breaking down of, of, of oppositions and having so much control over games and you know, Thiago coming in was a massive part of that as well, just mm. the control he has over any midfield, really. Uh, if you, but you know, if you want to get the best out, out of yourselves against Liverpool, you should engage, you should press, you should put pressure on us. And okay, that can go drastically wrong, but it's better than like uh, we're definitely just going to lose this two or three nil. So yeah, that 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 worries me slightly about this game. I mean, I do still think uh, we're going to have enough and. It's interesting just looking at the um, the way Leeds are talked about in general and because Bielsa, rightly or wrongly, for, for some people, like seem to be weirdly um, have like a massive agenda against him, but, you know, because he's not really won that much in his career but still seen as a revolutionary, some mm-hmm. managers and, and pundits have a bit of a chip in their shoulder around Bielsa. The thing we have to remember is, you know, they only came up two seasons ago. The expectation for any team, no matter how much they've spent, and they actually spent quite a bit less and, uh, than some of their rivals that finished below them last season, um, but the expectation is you just stay up and... Yeah. Leeds did that and some last year they were yeah. nearly pushing the top 10 at some point um, and now that they're in a bit of a relegation scrap I, th- I feel like it's a little bit disrespectful the way people are talking about them the way people are talking about um, Bielsa and, and Leeds in general and yeah. you know let's not forget let's not forget if they you know they're expected to be still down here until they can get a bit of money from the, the Premier League and- there's a couple of factors in this though Andy is that Everyone hates Leeds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that is a big thing. We 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 experience this as as, as Liverpool fans. You yes, know, when, you, yeah. when Liverpool come on top, there's a lot of other fans who just don't don't want Liverpool to succeed. And Leeds have got a, a generation beneath who are desperate for Leeds to fail at all times. But I think the, the Bielsa point's interesting because. I think when you have foreign managers come in to this, to good old England and English football and they're touted as these revolutionaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this with Guardiola, think about Guardiola's first season, it was all Fradiola and all yeah. this kind yeah. of stuff. Like, you mean, the Manx desperate, so the United fans desperate to bury Guardiola because no one likes to think that, like, oh, Johnny Foreigner's going to come in and show yeah. us how to do our football in a, in a better way. Yeah. So there is a little bit of, like, I don't know, I guess, like... Snobbery, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the snobbery. And, yeah. and yeah, and, and a, a Schadenfreude to seeing someone like that, even though he's not coming and gone... It's like fucking Mourinho when he's coming and going, <laughs> I am the special one. He's coming, like, and doesn't even learn the language. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe that's part of the problem as well, yeah. is that no one knows what he's saying. Yeah. That's why loads of people have loads of issues in, in small towns when they can't understand what people are saying in the, in the supermarket behind them and they think they must be whispering about them. Maybe that's what it is. The JNOs think that, like, be else is secretly calling them mum slags <laughs> and, they don't, and they just don't know because they can't understand um, it is it's a weird situation isn't it Dan because the 
yeah, Belson is clearly a good manager. He's clearly got a good ethos there. Mm-hmm. But we see, we've seen this in a number of a number of clubs, especially like Liverpool last season. Um, you take a lot of key players away from, particularly when they are they, they've not got 24, 24 men of, of equal quality in there. But on any given day, they can certainly give any team a run for the money. Yeah, massively so. Um, and like the, the injuries have been key to them. And it, pretty much, if you'd have said to Bielsa at the start of the season, who can't you afford to lose? You'd have probably named the people that have been out for prolonged periods, which is huge for them, obviously. Because yeah. um, they have been bringing in relative kids, really, which isn't great, is it? Um, and I think they gave United a little bit of a scare yesterday, obviously, I guess you touched upon the two goals in the space of seconds. Um, but I just feel like, obviously, moving forward to this game, that... The conditions they played in yesterday, the style that Leeds want to implement, that sort of all-action, high-intensity, putting pressure on, running like crazy. They did that yesterday in essentially a swimming pool. So what that will have took out of them for Wednesday. And they are a really fit side. That's been one of the keys to their success, actually, or relative success over the last couple of years. But... You know, we talk about sort of the fitness side of things and the science side of things. That yesterday might have a huge impact on what happens this week. Not not only, you know, were they in such a mad game yesterday and the conditions were terrible, but also the fact it was Leeds versus United. Like Scott McTominay was hammering into people, you know, that was a real old school game was what everyone Mm. was saying about it. Um, And it's kind of a moot point I'm about to make because I don't think... I think, you know, they looked at that United fixture and thought, we'll go for that. And, you know, Liverpool's a bit of a free hit. We don't expect to get the points there. Um, they do make all three of their subs, either before or at halftime. As a player comes off injured first half. Robin Koch, they yeah. lost early on, yeah. And then they, they, they made two changes at halftime. Obviously brought Rafinha on. And that was influenced by the game state, really, and, and how the game was going. So if there was anything in Bielsa's mind of... of tackling these two fixtures as a block it sort yep. of went out the window the way the game went and with the injury so which yeah. plays into our hands as well the good thing about this game as well because there's been a lot of chat about Liverpool and Anfield atmosphere of late and um, you know I, I've heard I've heard far too many uh, renditions of is this a library etc etc and the point I often find about this is that it's not like it's just not you know we have we, it's it's a bit like the you know like poking for the Bielsa and all that kind of stuff is that when people fans are told that this is the best atmosphere and then they rock up they expect it to be mm-hmm. something special unless unfortunately there are just certain games that Liverpool don't and maybe this is a bit of like uh, entitlement or I, I tend to think it's a bit more we just feel a bit weird we're not bellends I don't, I don't I don't seem to take as much joy out of beating Norwich yeah. as I do about beating mm-hmm. teams that I genuinely hate yeah. or I really feel like they're really standing in Liverpool's way. It's going to be interesting to see how this Leeds game goes because there is a rivalry, an historic rivalry there. It's not Leeds versus Man United, you know. It's not because it's not quite the Lanks Yorks divide. Because let's no. be honest, you know, we don't, you know, maybe in cricketing terms, but like <laughs> certainly not in, certainly not in a, you know, Merseyside only gets counted as part of sort of Lancashire, whatever we're looking for to have decent cricket team to follow. But the. Um, I say that, but yeah, relatively speaking, of course. But there is, there's a, there's a historic thing. I, I remember being a kid going to Liverpool Leeds games and having so much venom in the stand, mm-hmm. night game under the lights. I'm not saying this is going to be a Champions League style game, Dan, but it should provide a little bit more, particularly if they're going to be that. If they're going to be high energy, high tempo, make it a physical game, that's exactly what you want to sort of feed the fire in those kind of Yeah, games. massively. And the backstory's all there. It's almost like on Saturday we needed them to take the leads for, to kick us into life. Yeah. We probably don't need that this no. time because of the historic rivalry like you touched upon. Leeds, you know, in terms of nostalgia, are a big football club. They've mm-hmm. got that history behind them. Norwich, all due respect, 
don't. So it's different going into the game anyway. Add into the fact that we obviously get the three points Saturday and then City go and lose. It's all there. It's all there for a serious atmosphere. I agree with you. I don't think it will be Champions League. And in terms of away fans coming and singing about it and what have you, I don't know what they expect. Yeah. Like I, Honestly, that's what I always think. Because I sometimes sit in the main lower near the away fans. I look at them. And I'm not going to name clubs. But I just think, what did you expect? Because you're not... Inter Milan, Napoli, Barcelona, who we faced in sort of the past 18 months. We're not going to be that rampant an atmosphere. It's not going to be that. So I do wonder. It's just like anything. Everyone's got their the buttons they try to push so yeah, I get yeah. it you know if you're going to try and wind Liverpool fans up with it you know it's something we're quite proud of so to try and mock things that you're proud of I mean there's well worse things that we, 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 we're we yeah. glad I'd rather that be sung than a bunch yeah, of other things true, to yeah. be perfectly yeah. honest but I do I do I, I do find it funny you know like yeah great I'm I'm, I'm sorry that this isn't <laughs> as important as a game of football yeah, to, to you yeah. you know to us as it is to use yeah, that's it um, but it would be nice and, and my point in general I think the atmosphere at Anfield as actually it's the best even at its worst it's better than it was five, six, seven years ago I think we nostalgise the past a lot and people do this to what the 80s like oh the 80s was great three quarters full at best you know what I mean mm-hmm. a lot of the, a lot of those a lot of Andy Wayne's amazing atmospheres since cops come in our base level's gone up mm-hmm. the point is on the you stood up on the cop for every game now yeah. and that actually wasn't the case in the first mm-hmm. couple of years under him I, I was literally saying that to Chris before like because I've only, only come over to Liverpool the last couple of years and I didn't remember the cop was always standing I think maybe in this season we won the league it was it was standing, but yeah, it's every game now. Shrewsbury at home, whole cop was standing. Yeah. Cardiff home, whole cop was standing. And you used to get like the first five minutes, and if mm. you stop singing, the stewards would go, yeah. sit down, and then you'd be like, oh, no, come, come on, come <laughs> yeah. on, oh, please, 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 don't let me be the front row of the people stood yeah, up, because yeah, that's yeah, when you're going to yeah, get yeah. chucked out. Yeah, and I, yeah I, think, I think that still does happen in other parts of the ground. A couple of times I've sat in the Annie Road this season, the, 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 the crowds, the stewards will try and get as many blocks sitting down as possible. Obviously, if a whole block's standing up, there, they have no chance. But I think... Uh, on the atmosphere side of things, I think I've maybe mentioned this before, but in terms of you look at different atmospheres to Liverpool, like maybe Celtic or Rangers or Dortmund mm-hmm. or like the German atmosphere where it's like kind of a constant backdrop of noise for 90 minutes. It's not reactive to how the game's going. It's not like, you know, you get a corner and there's a, there's a big lift. It's just kind of the same level right the way through. It's kind of like a drone and obviously that makes for, for watching the game great, but how much does that really help the players, you know? The fact that, for example, take take Saturday when we go one 0 down, there's a big lift for five minutes. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere between Manny's goal and Salah's goal is a big lift, and mm-hmm. you know if you're going to have a reactive feral crowd like Anfield is, then you have to you, you've got that side of it. You have to cop for the fact that for twenty minutes yeah. when nothing's happened in the first half, yeah. you're not. It's going to be a bit yeah. quiet. It's the Vuvuzela effect, is what you're exactly. describing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like listen, well, that 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 World Cup 2010, and. After a while, you tune it out because yeah. it's the same frequency. It's like ever being in like a, if you're ever in a classroom, yeah. and then you know you walk out or you're with your kids in an enclosed area, and then yeah. you walk out or they go away, mm. and you don't. Re- it's when when the yeah. when the noise leaves you, that's when you notice it. And you're right, having you know crests rise and fall mm. and all that definitely a big definitely a big part of it. But like, I think it goes both ways. I think it, it's harder to generate that against teams that don't have the ball. Yeah. Because what we're very good at in those big European ties is you face teams who want the football. Yes. And when they've got it, you boo, you hiss and you jeer. And then when your throat starts to hurt, you sing yeah. a song. And then when that song dies down, you replace it with boo, just yeah. and hissing and jeer. And you can't, again, you can't do that when you're going to have 75% yeah, percent of the ball. Um, yeah, just just quickly, just so we know where Leeds are at. Uh, 15th in the 
Premier League at the moment. Five points ahead of Watford, who are the top of the relegation zone at the moment. Uh, same games played as them. They've got by one game more than Everton, who are a point below. And I've seen a bit of this on social media, and I think a lot of it's play for laughs. But the ever talking about like not wanting to lose, not wanting to beat Man City in case it gives us the title and all this kind of stuff. What I would say is Everton. I tell you what, we beat Leeds for you, and you beat City for us. <laughs> Deal? Probably not. Um, right, we are going to be discussing Liverpool, how they're going to line up and all that kind of good stuff in a moment. I've got a trivia question before we head into our uh, sponsored segment. Uh, it is, there are four players in the Premier League era who have left Liverpool to join Leeds United. Who are they? I'm going to let that sort of percolate away in the back of your minds. Hey guys, it's Steve here. Hopefully you are enjoying this podcast. Just want to let you guys know if you want even more Redmen TV goodness in your ears every single show that we produce over on our subscription service Redmen Plus also comes in podcast format so you can get all of our amazing content on the go hopefully you enjoyed that one and hopefully you enjoyed the rest of this show Seamless. Um, right, the uh, trivia question was four players in the Premier League era have left Liverpool to join Leeds United who are they? Uh, Fowler I'm not sure if that was direct but yep. that's the, uh, genuinely the only one I can think of I don't know if I'm Matteo heartbreak Dominic Matteo good shot no outside of that I'm struggling because obviously Harvey Kuhl the other way mm-hmm. yeah I don't even remember them being in the Premier League do you know there's one other who went the other way actually while we're on that subject any idea who that is goalkeeper um, goalkeeper yeah James no Played for us during uh, 2004, 2005. Kirkland? No. The other one. The other one. Currently making up Man City squad numbers. Scott Carson. Scott Carson. There we go. Um, The other one who went from... So you got Matteo Fowler. Matteo Fowler and there's two more. Um, One of them left on a free transfer in 1996. And the other one joined uh, them on the eighth of August two thousand and two. Having, I think he spent maybe two, one, maybe two seasons maybe with us prior to that. Does Gary Mack play for Leeds at one point? He did, but he won the league with Leeds actually just the year before it was the Premier League. Um, Okay, Okay. I, I will, I will give you one. The first of which. But good, good shot, by the way. The Southern Scouts are there and National Treasure all getting Carson. Well done. Uh, well done to you guys. Um, the, one, of the, one of the answers is Ian Rush. Oh, wow. Left Liverpool know. on a free yeah. transfer to join Leeds United. Uh, yeah, and um, Nick Barmby was the other answer. <sighs> I feel like yeah. with Rush, you just always associate him with the Juventus move, don't you? Yeah. Not necessarily well, the one I, came after. I weirdly think of him as Newcastle because he, he obviously went to Newcastle after Leeds mm. and he scores the goal that knocks Everton out of the FA Cup third round in, in that year and I know because I was there because right. I went with me and mates and I had, I had to borrow my dad's coat and all that because I only had a <laughs> Liverpool coat at the time and we just got knocked out by Coventry the day before so I was devastated and then I got my, my first footballing hero turned up to Goodison and, and knocked that. them out it was amazing uh, so yeah I always forget that he played for Leeds but there you go there was another guy called Ken Demang who I've never heard of he moved in uh, on the 24th of September 1987 if you want the full completeness on all that good stuff. Um, right, let's chat the Reds. Uh, we are the informed team in the Premier League. Um, we are second 
in the table. We are six points behind Manchester City with a game in hand. Um, Andy, we could really do with just winning this football match, really, <laughs> could we? Massively. This is the the game in hand that we've been talking about for, for so long that we can actually close the gap. Well, it, initially it was to eight points, then it's to six points, now it's to three points. It's, it's getting it's getting shorter and shorter. And it's, it's so exciting because you look at that in, you know, say, end of December, start of January, and you're looking, you're eight points behind Man City, and we're watching genuine greatness with this Liverpool team, but it just seemed like they were winning every single week. And I had no doubt in my mind that Man City would drop enough points to let us go back, get back in the title race, but I wasn't sure we could be perfect. And I thought, for us to be eight points better than them over this next four or five months is going to take something really special. It's going yes. to take some real tangible momentum and some catalysts to come in. And mm-hmm. you look at Saturday, um, Saturday's a catalyst in the way we win, in the way they lose. Um, you've got the sign of the Luis Diaz, always going to be a catalyst for, for crowds and the team themselves. And the returns of the likes of Elliot and Thiago and the African lads coming back in as well. And for what Mane's got, for what Salah's trying to prove. I mean, everything's sort of coming together in this kind of perfect storm. And it has to if we're to, to supersede this amazing Man City team. Yeah, no, it is. And, and it's 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 nice to have that, to, to claw that back for now. Now, of course, our Arsenal game, which would have been played this weekend, mm-hmm. is postponed because of the League Cup final. So we're going to end up with a game in hand again. Mm-hmm. But just for, just the psychological thing, it was interesting. I thought last week Guardiola was referring to the gap being six points when it wasn't. You know, it was not, it was yeah. not long off 12 points still yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, and it, someone said, well, that's a, that's a good mentality to keeping them grounded. But it also says that he is scared. And I, I think he's trying to manage the, na- the, the narrative around things. Because Liverpool had this in 1819, where it was like, this is the gap that Liverpool have over City and they're going to bottle it. Whereas it was never... It was never quite the gap that it was because City had games in hand themselves. They still had us to play. Yeah. It feels there's very similar vibes here. And I think Guardiola is a little worried about Liverpool coming up on the rails behind them. Oh, not half, yeah. You yeah. can see that everything's you can see that everything's just flying at Liverpool at the moment. I mean Andy touched on it there in terms of players coming back to fitness, new signings, people coming back from AFCON, either on Cloud Nine or with a point to prove. Everything's just pointing in the direction of us doing what we need to do. Um, and obviously the catalysts are all there now and we've got this game not only have we cut the gap on the weekend City and Guardiola who mentioned Liverpool being a pain in the arse last week because that's how he genuinely views yeah. us and we've been that his whole time in this country now and he must be fed up because he's used to having the monopoly yeah. in leagues certainly in Germany and he's expected you know, and he, to as well of course well, he is yeah because know. he spends more money than everyone else and he thinks oh god I've just spent 100 million in the summer and still this Liverpool side won't go away it must be really quite frustrating for somebody of his ilk um, yeah but yeah, we're going to, well, we should hopefully cut the gap again and everything. God, these just won't go away. And also, that psychological boost over Saturday wasn't just in terms of the results, but obviously we played before them, which was nice in itself. Mm-hmm. And City, I don't care who they are, they're humans. They'd have been looking at us at one point, one nil down, thinking, okay, happy days. And then that, another blow to them, see, oh, actually, one three one. Yeah. They'd have been buzzing, wouldn't they? We all do it as fans. Oh, yeah, City are one nil down, happy days. And all of a sudden, the whole thing flips on its head. Yeah, no, it is it, it, it is true. And Liverpool just need to get back to being ruthless. And the only, the, the biggest problem we've got with this Leeds game though Andy is the is this the cup final thing yeah. and we're going to get a real sense of I think the, the, the strength in depth but also the strength of mentality because Liverpool teams in the past have, these games have been the be all and end all and you have 
bit too much gearing up, I think, from some players you might think, oh, I don't want to, don't want to get hurt. I want to make sure I'm playing it, playing in this game. You need to put a side out there because again, it's Leeds. You can't afford to to blink in this one because we could end up undoing two of the four that we're, we're driving for yeah. on, on almost on one night. So maybe someone misses a tackle and puts themselves in a little bit of trouble or whatever. All the focus has just got to be on this because right now the, the league has taken on loads more importance than maybe it had a month ago. Yeah, and, and we've talked about how unpredictable they are and how the atmosphere probably with a range of different factors, one being the kind of half rivalry. I think it more comes from their side than it does our side. Um, but being under the lights and for what's happened just on the, on the Saturday just past there, you know, it is, it is one of these games where... <laughs> It, it's a potential banana skin, and and even though they're 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 kind of down there at the bottom of the table, it, we still will need to be very wary, um, of them. And I almost think I think I said a couple of weeks ago that over the next the next five weeks we're playing every single midweek, and you know we've all had the conversations before about how Liverpool actually sometimes look worse when they've had a break, mm-hmm. um, rather than when they're just boom 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 because Klopp can sort of create that mentality about the squad, the idea that we just go again, we go again, we dig in, yeah. and he can create a story around that, that that may not necessarily exist in every single game. Um, so I think he's had a look at, and obviously I, th- I can't remember whether I said it this show or the last one, but um. This this Leeds game being thrown in here is, as meant is it's thrown up his plans in, in terms of how he rotated at the weekend. Uh, I expect full strength on on Wednesday night, um, and I expect this pretty much the same team to go again for the cup final. I think that's due to the respect he has for Bielsa and and their quality more than anything else. As much as they're not having the best time of it, so yep. yeah. He, I, I almost think he, almost, he always complains about these big blocks of fixtures where there's so much football but I think in a, in a way he kind of likes it I think yeah. we thrive off it better than any team in the league I think there's that I, I, I there's something like that in life isn't there where you can stress about something to a point but when you're in it Dan you've just got to roll with the punches and I, I think Klopp and this squad actually quite like the the, the rough and tumble, the hairy belly, just rolling into the next game. Who's here? Who's available? Who's who's ready to fight again? You are. Come on, look into the whites of the eyes and determine yeah. who's got the most fire in the bellies. That that's what this squad's kind of been forged in. But we've actually got a weird whale where we've actually you know, picked up a couple of injuries, which we'll discuss in a second. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so many lads who would all be banging on the door ready to play in this game and if not they'll be looking or they'll, they'll want to play in this game because they'll want another chance to prove themselves mm-hmm. and everyone from the weekend through to this one is all desperate to make sure they do get picked in that team for the final as well. yeah massively so yeah but I completely agree this Liverpool side under Klopp has been so much better during these hectic periods I when we ever look at like a busy month coming up and previously we've gone oh that looks tough like this October in like Champions League it has gone by good oh that looks hard and all of a sudden we've won every game and we're away and I think that's what this side's been built on. And when we do come back from a break, there's something not right with this side. They just don't click back into gear. Rhythm is so important. Uh, and we've got that right now. We've got it in abundance right now. So in terms of moving into this one, I think the football we played recently is so important. And not only that, on a basic human level, again, like players probably prefer playing matches than training. You know, that's like yeah, a, that's like God, a yeah, fundamental, yeah. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So they'd much rather see a really busy run of fixtures than like a pre-season schedule, you know yeah. what I mean? So it, it's, it's only natural that they'd prefer this. Um, but yeah, in terms of Wednesday, it is a real... Because the, the options we've got available are all there to see. And there's got to be so many players who might feel aggrieved not to be involved in this one or the final. So like Andy touched on, it might be a case of going full strength for both. Yeah, and the thing is, we're back to the question of what does full strength look yeah. like? I mean, at the moment, still no Jota. Yeah. And I can't see a well where he's getting risked in any way, shape or form Not for this game. Swan, no Bobby, definitely, mm-hmm. you imagine. We don't quite know the full extent of his injury, but that's going to be a few weeks at least by the looks of it. 
But Divock and Tacky both getting minutes at the weekend. I think that kind of, we see a little bit of that, don't we, Andy, with Klopp's thinking. You start to get an inkling of what the next game's like, often based on who his substitutions are. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Divock starts this game, just because he got so much time on the pitch to, to ready him, haven't been out for so long. And I suppose, has, has Manny played every single game since he's since he's been back? He hasn't been on the bench for any, He was he? on the bench for the first... No, I think he ended up playing uh, against Burnley, yeah, didn't he? Oh, yeah, because Jota was they? supposed to play, wasn't he? But he had yeah. a dead leg. So. so I feel like for every single game, I've been thinking, well, if Manny wasn't supposed to play that first one, then he just swapped Jota and him around for the next yeah. one, or Diaz and him around, or Salah and him around. So... You know, you're looking at that, and Mane, albeit he didn't play, you know, the same as Salah in the Afcon in terms of extra time, but he, he still played every single match in a hectic period. So, you know, throwing him that from one hectic period into another, and of course, you know, listen, Mane can go off adrenaline now for for a couple of games, but his body's still the same. You don't want to overplay him in, in that sense because you know we could have a real asset there after what he's done uh, on international duty with Senegal. So maybe that's the only thing you could see, and maybe that's why he had um, Salah on the right, Diaz on the left, because he knows he's going to stick with that, mm-hmm. and then maybe he's going to rotate. Origi in for this one and uh, Manny back in for the final yeah. oh, we don't really know where John is hopefully he's at least able to make the bench for, for, for Sunday but but yeah we are going to see the, the squad I think it wouldn't shock me if I, we see all three midfielders rotated not least um, because of how well Fabinho Thiago and Elliot did as a three at Ellen Road earlier on in the well, season it's interesting you mentioned that I've actually um, I've actually got that, that team up there so the last time we played them it was Alisson in goal Robertson Van Dijk Matip Trent Thiago Fabinho Elliot Sadio Mane Diogo Jota Mohamed Salah and obviously yes, you're taking Jota out of that one thing that was quite interesting and I don't know whether this is just people reading between the lines or whatever there was a picture pictures doing the rounds of Fabinho and Thiago post-match and they had Leeds lanyards on like a hospitality lanyard someone pointed out and yeah. whether that's given the game away that they're basically going to be sat <laughs> in the stands yeah. uh, but that's but well, oh, oh, but they can't because it's a, and I feel it was weird it, did they send them on a scouting trip or it was it was all a bit it was a bit it was a bit suspect yeah. to say the very least um i have a sneaky feeling that we'll be two men off maybe the team that starts and it's a question then of whether you start Fabinho again. You start Fabinho in this one, mm-hmm. and if you, and, and where are you playing Henderson? And it's also the Harvey Elliott thing. Mm-hmm. For me, Harvey Elliott has to start this football match because much like Virgil Van Dijk going back to Goodison Park, he's got to kind of come up against these lads again. I think yeah. for for the psychological yeah, yeah, rehabilitation, yeah. he's got to go back up. He's got to he's got to go get through the full match, and then you get to have that choice of saying. You don't you don't necessarily start on the weekend or whatever, but I do I do think it's going to be very hard to unpick that he'll want I I think he'll want Fabinho Thiago Henderson for Sunday for the final yeah I think I think he will as well. Mm. So how does he best facilitate that? Because Chelsea play Tuesday night, so they'll have an extra day's recuperation. Mm-hmm. But they are playing a Champions League game where they're going to have to make sure they get all they'll have their best team out on Tuesday, on Tuesday night. And I wonder where there's a bit of like, can we shave the edges off our best team to give us that extra shavings back on top of whatever we're doing on Sunday? Yeah, maybe? it's difficult. Yeah, I agree with you on Elliot, by the way. I think it's almost a face of demons. Not that the kid has any, because we've seen that time and time again. He's extraordinary. But yeah. I think he starts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think Elliot will, de- will definitely start this one. I, it would surprise me if he plays the the, the final at the weekend. Um, 
just in the sense that I think Fabinho Thiago Henderson is, is has been his dream midfield for big games right now mm-hmm. uh, for quite a while. The only thing I would say though um, about Elliot when he has come in and that link up he's had with Salah and Trent this season looks really special at times when he's when he has played. Um, and the only question mark for what should be the first choice midfield for me um, is whether it's Henderson or Elliot in that right midfield role. So, um, but you know you can also say to Elliot, you know if you go out and you smash it against Leeds, then yeah. there's a cup final place. That, and the thing is, we've it before. There's five subs in the final, so. Yeah. So, you know, have a good game and just put yourself into contention. You're probably going to get minutes in mm-hmm. that game. There's nothing wrong with starting that midfield three that we discussed. And then Elliot's got half an hour to have a run at it and see what he can do. And we've also had this. And Klopp, I think, will be wary because I can't think, I don't think he's ever had a, in fact, he hasn't had a Wembley game for Liverpool. It's not gone beyond 90 minutes. The yeah. two League Cup, uh, the two charity shields both go to penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they go straight to penalties, don't they? And obviously the yeah. League Cup final against City back in the day goes extra time and pen. So I wonder whether he, he'll, he'll have something in mind to bring real fresh impetus. And look, and to be fair, Naby Keita's going to be, Naby Keita deserves mm-hmm. to be in Liverpool's team. I think he's been great mm-hmm. since coming back from, from Afghan. Yeah. Harvey Elliott looking good. Curtis Jones and Cat himself disappointed. I don't think Ox was, very, was was great at the weekend, but he's another one who's just finding his finding his feet again. He's got a, a wealth, a ridiculous wealth of options. I've asked, uh, actually, and I will ask you guys watching live right now, uh, let me know who your midfield three is in the comments. I've got a few answers already from our Club Legend Discord chat. Um, we will pick up that in a moment. But I just want to draw everyone's attention to the fact that we are now in Wembley Week across the Redmen Network, across our socials, across YouTube, and on Redmen Plus as well. Uh, for podcast and video listeners, we have got a five-part premium podcast series uh, that is getting released Monday evening, uh, looking at Liverpool, the uh, the League Cup story, how Liverpool constructed their eight previous League Cup final wins with incredible insight from journalists who covered them uh, at the time. Uh, here's a little bit more more on that. Liverpool Football Club record eight times holders of the League Cup have a storied history in the competition. Back to the 80s, 81, 82, 83 and 84, four consecutive wins for the Mighty Reds. 1995, the McManaman final. 2001, kicking off the famous treble campaign. 2003, the forgotten final, the win over the bitterest of enemies, Manchester United. And 2012, the trophy that sent feast to famine for Liverpool and kicked off seven trophyless years, leading to Liverpool lifting the European Cup under Jurgen Klopp in 2019. Liverpool, the League Cup story goes deeper behind the stories of each of those wins. A five-part premium podcast series available exclusively on Redmen Plus in the build-up to Liverpool's attempt to win a ninth League Cup against Chelsea at Wembley. Head to Redmen Plus right now and get that entire series streaming right now into your native podcasting player and learn more about Liverpool and the League Cup. Ooh, that was a senseless long outro. Uh, right, yeah, if you want to check that out, whether you like our content in video form or you really want to delve into more podcast form, if you join Redmen Plus, you can get our podcast content, which is a lot of studio-based stuff, but we've also got documentaries, features, interviews, and that five-part premium series. Uh, you can get that in your native podcasting app. There is a guide as soon as you sign up and that'll tell you how to do that. But yeah, we've got you covered from all angles. There's also Silverware Stories, which is James Sutton. Hollyoaks own James Sutton. If you can imagine this, uh, CBB's bedtime stories, but as read by James Sutton, 
but it's talking about Liverpool winning the Wednesday Cup in 2001 and it's got interviews from Emil Heskey, Jamie Carragher, Marcus Babbel, Sander Westerveld and the assistant manager on the day, Phil Thompson and Darren Pearce, who scored the equaliser uh, for Birmingham and in the shootout as well. Uh, yeah, very, very highly recommend you get on that and, of course, in conversation with Stuart Down. And what I'm saying is there's tons of stuff and because we're building up, there's going to be an Oppo preview. The bait show on Wednesday is going to be themed around the League Cup on match day itself, live and free on YouTube. We're going to have an extra special party show called Countdown to Kickoff during the daytime and the watch-along and the post-match stuff and the instant match reaction on Redman Plus and the final word on the Monday. So, yes, Wembley Week and beyond uh, on our Liverpool streaming platform, Redman Plus. Uh, right, I asked the question about midfield threes. What's your midfield today, Dan? It's so difficult because I, like you, I want to see that best midfield in the final. Um, so we could throw everything out and really go sort of Milner, Elliot, Cater oh. against Leeds. Do you have, have you got the deal, bottle to put that deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that. make substitutions when it doesn't go well. Yeah. No, I, I go I go Fabinho, Thiago, um, Elliot for this one with the view to putting Henderson back in. I think he, he, realistically, what what benefit is is given Fabinho and Thiago? What is essentially a week and a half off mm-hmm. going to do? You know that they'll, they'll want that um, that rhythm. And listen, if things go as they should go, the, the mm. disparity in quality between the two sides, you could potentially then pre-plan substitutions doesn't always work out like that but yeah um, I think he's looked at Norwich and thought I'll rotate there and then I'll have my, t- my big players for, for those two um, and you know as much as uh, as you've said Dan you know Dean Smith has improved Norwich quite a bit Leeds are the better side they pose more of a threat Klopp has more respect for Bielsa than he does yeah. for Dean Smith <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I think there's maybe something I, I, I can see it both ways I can see an advantage to playing the best midfield just go, go on, have a game together before mm-hmm. you play the final so they're up to speed as much but we might maybe see Henderson and Fabinho continue this six rotation thing mm-hmm. yeah. and in that regard I'd be doing Fabinho for 60 Henderson for 30 and then you've got them both primed and ready however you want to use them if you want to continue to six rotation at the weekend for the final then cool mm-hmm. if not they're all fit and ready and maybe the other one is a similar thing where Thiago does Thiago does 60 and Keita does 30 mm-hmm. in this one on that left hand side and then again you've got the choice between either or both of them should you require them for the weekend yeah. hopefully I do my my overriding feeling on this is that yeah I, I think it will be at a maximum three away from what we'll see at the weekend okay. just so the goalkeeper got, as well because obviously going to be the gonna goalkeeper be weekend, yeah yeah there is a question there though because Alisson's form has been through the roof hasn't it you know, yeah it's one of them yeah I don't think he's gonna he's, he's come out and said it no I yeah yeah 100% it's, 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 yeah. yeah but at the same time when you look at how good as Alisson's been and obviously it's a cup final there is that yeah, you know that play. lingering doubt isn't there whereby you go. Yeah, yeah and you've also got that thing you know we've not really discussed like the centre-back issue as well I mean it looks like Van Dijk is back to yes yeah. peak physical condition yeah. again so are we just going to see him do, do what he did pre-injury is that to play every game or is this like one last window opportunity where Matip got his rest last mm-hmm. week do you give Van Dijk off because what I think I think he will certainly want Van Dijk and Matip for the final yeah. particularly if it's Kelleher yeah. you put your best centre-back pairing that you've got on mm-hmm. the pitch because yeah. I, th- I kind of think that was a little bit of the thinking at the weekend the only way that we're allowed to change both fullbacks in one hit yes, is because yeah. he puts the best centre half. So you don't give Norwich too much encouragement. Mm-hmm. So we might do something similar. You've here. gone from him openly coming out about Matip and saying he can't play three games in one week to 
basically, I don't. There must have been some sort of change that they've seen in his mm-hmm. body, the medical department, because he's been playing a fair bit mm-hmm. with, without any injuries or anything. So mm-hmm. I think Matip comes out for that, and like Fabinho and Tiago and, and Elliot, yeah. like I said, or well, certainly Fabinho and Tiago will play the next two, and it'll be fine to do that. Yeah, I suppose the golden opportunity really is not like we're going into the Inter Milan game in the midweek following. We got that FA Cup fixture with Norwich, haven't yeah. we? You know, mm-hmm. so that is an opportunity to really rotate. If we rotated seven changes in the league against Norwich, you know, it could be really heavy in the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's a really really good point. Actually, I just want to quickly look at the other fixtures that are going to be up midweek before we we determine uh, what everyone else has thought for the midfield three. Uh, Burnley, Tottenham midweek. Don't care. Watford Palace. Don't care. Us. <laughs> don't care. Oh no, I do. Uh, Arsenal Wolves on the th- on the Thursday, and then of course we head into the weekend fixtures, which we'll see that big. Uh, Titanic tussle between Everton and Man City, the two lesser teams of their respective cities. cities. Um, yeah, which which I expect Everton to do a good old game and then roll over and have the bellies tickle. But we'll we'll talk about that in the build up to the final. Uh, right, I asked the club legends um, on our club legend Discord chat uh, a little bit about this game. Uh, Jesus hates Steve says leads my first ever Liverpool game, and I was glad we rotated on Saturdays just so I could see a strong lineup in person as possible. Now with City dropping point it's an even more exciting game to look forward to odd bod says we just need to play our game and not get sucked into theirs tiago hendo fab has to start for me to take control um josh horses hendo tiago jones scott t uh back hendo fab curtis there's another one um uh, for curtis jones to go in there the, the left e fab tiago hendo uh cz red wants to see the lineup for sunday in wednesday's match jith fab tiago elliot uh possibly fab tiago elliot for says lefty with hendo coming off the bench uh jack says no shouts for milner henderson oxley chamberlain i mean this is the point like someone like curtis jones i, I think in another week might get a game, might start this one because he, he's due it. He's been out the match day yes, squad so yeah. much. Ox would probably be asked to play again, get your rhythm back a little bit more. But I think it being the final, it, it becomes preparation for that for that game more than anything else. So there's a couple of lads who might be disappointed to not play, but you might with the FA Cup to come. It's all well. Yeah. You just go, yeah, you're, you you got to get your game, and then that's your chance to to grab it. We had a couple of super chats as well. Agent Wakefield says this is the most important game of the season. They all are. Aren't they? Yeah, the minute. That's, that's yeah, where we're at that's right where now. We're at, yeah. uh, and fight me, bros. As Harvey Elliott has to start this one, surely. Yeah. I, I was, I, would we all, that's, all happy yeah. with the Harvey that's Elliott? That's a general yeah. consensus. I think in terms of the narrative around what happened to him, obviously, is a big factor. But I also think the fact that we are expected to dominate the ball and he thrives in them conditions whereby we are dictating play. Yeah. He's one of them players who can make things happen. Yeah. It's almost less of a risk than throwing Jones in now because Jones comes in against Leicester and I think he struggles a little bit in that game and, and gets taken off so I think only you mark that cup game for Jones yeah. but whereas with Elliot now it's almost like I think I've never seen Jurgen speak about a young player like this ever yeah. you know he's that much trust in him he's that much faith in him he's so happy when he came back and yeah. I think you know um, while throwing Curtis Jones in there's a, bit, there's a bit of a risk with that because you know, he's kind of be hit and miss he's found a 7 out of 10 game and then sometimes doesn't find it again whereas with Elliot like you just trust him to go in and do the job that the, the normal three would do I think we've been gearing up at, you know, to, to peak for this weekend coming and I think the, ideally look it's in ideal what's happened to Jotter and Firmino because mm. let's be honest one or, one of them was definitely starting the cup final there's a chance neither of them might be available yeah, which, yeah. Would be, which would be a big blow but 
playing Mane centre forward is clearly an early look at we might need this so that that's a possibility that's why I think Divock will start this one because it just gives you it gets everyone it gets him up and running mm-hmm. so he's more like more likely of an option if nothing else so he's a bit more in tune for coming off the bench if you need a, a full yeah. on Divock moments um, but in an ideal world I think we finish this game hopefully with the three points but with a situation where Fabinho Henderson Thiago Naby Harvey did I mention Hendo in there? Maybe, you know, you've got six, I think six options who are all in contention. Yeah. And you, and it will just decide on what happens with Chelsea midweek, what he feels their midfield will be and what we're looking to do to them at the weekend. But mm-hmm. that is, I think that will be their, their underlying underlying aim um, for this one. Right, let's have score predictions. Damn. I, I really fancy us in this. I mean, I fancy us every week, there's no <laughs> doubt about that, but more so than ever in this, with all the factors we spoke about, us on the crest of a wave, them coming off what was a difficult game yesterday, I think there's goals in this for us. And that goal difference swing as well could be important because not only would this be a points gap, this could be a goal difference swing we overtake as well. So 4-0 for me. Ooh. Uh, 3-1 same as Sunday I think it will be one of those where Leeds are going to come out they know their best bet for this game is probably coming out and having a go and pressuring us in certain areas I think think they'll get a couple (laughs) of chances because teams are at the minute but ultimately you know they'll get a goal but after I'd say 70 minutes or so both teams will shake hands on that they don't get a drubbing we get a bit of rest in the legs before the final happy days yeah I mean I'm not against the consolation goal for Rafinha if he wants to win over the Anfield faithful before <laughs> ending up at uh, yeah, so you're uh, a fantasy captain bit, cheeky, cheeky, yeah. Yeah. cheeky bit in the summer you know what I mean we've got a nice, a nice little history of that there's a few there's a few of those things like it's also got like a potential Taki Minamino comes on to seal yeah, it before goes, sealing has yes. moved to Leeds in yeah. the summer etc etc yeah amazing uh, right lastly just want to say thank you to Mac Mayne who sent 179 super chat in and just a bunch of emojis good on you um, yeah I'm really looking forward to, to this one I will be at Anfield for this one the watch along will be happening of course with Steve and Errol so make sure you tune in for that and yeah look I can't stress it enough it's Wembley week if you need to if you're, you're going to be anxious you're going to be nervous you want to know more about Liverpool and the League Cup because it, it's Liverpool's competition uh, and I was shocked how much I didn't know particularly did you know Liverpool won it four times back to back in the 80s I had a general inkling but I had no idea how they went about doing it if you want to find out about that more in depth then check out that podcast series Liverpool the League Cup story streaming in podcast and in video form uh, from Monday evening on Redmen Plus gentlemen thank you so much been a pleasure if you want more of these guys they were with Chris on the final word show looking back at the Norwich game that's also on Redmen Plus uh, and yeah don't forget plenty of free content coming up for you guys on YouTube as well this week as we gear up towards Wembley all the best <laughs>